Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right, today on the show, we have Jason Yarusi. Jason, how's it going? Going great. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well, thanks. If you could start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Sure. Jason Yarusi at Yarusi Holdings. My wife and I were multifamily syndicators. We're here in New Jersey. We invest mainly in the Midwest and Southeast, focused on properties that are underperforming, whether it's on the management or the property side, our general partners across about 850 units right now. Well, welcome to the show. Let's talk about controllable expenses. Sure. What are your three biggest controllable expenses and how do you consistently work on them to keep the cost down? You know, most of, we deal in C assets. So most of our focus is always on the utility front, right? A lot of our properties are owner paid properties. And we're on that point here. The utilities are always a bid red flag when we're coming into them. And especially right now we're in COVID, right? So a lot of people pretenderly are maybe home, you know, anywhere between 12 hours a day and they're sleeping for a big part of that. So the utilities are not really in use, but now we have people that are home for 24 hours a day. So we know that our utilities are going to be on the higher end for these months. So we want to always be looking at a lot of things. We actually are, have been really putting a, a keen eye on our water bill right now. That's been one of the things that we'll always go for. We're always going to look for when we go into these properties on the utility side, what can we do to this water bill to limit it? So lots of times we're putting on a water savings plan. Where we'll actually go in there and change out all the toilets, change out the faucets and the aerators. We've had a lot of success on this. We've actually cut our water bill as high as up to 30% at one time by doing this approach and also going in there and working with tenants because tenants get trained in a bad way from owners who may just not really be looking to fix things, right? They may own a property, not want to come out there and fix things. So tenants will say, oh, the toilet's running or the sink's linking, but I'm not going to call because no one's going to come out. So when you take over this property, it takes time that you can get tenants to really get up to speed that, hey, listen, we want to fix this problem. We want to come in here and correct this as quickly as possible because on the back end, it's also saving us from having a lot of money literally just going down the drain. Yeah, I like that proactive approach. And then, so besides water, you're doing probably an electric savings as well, right? 
Yeah, we're working on electric. You know, if you want to go straight down, honestly, on the utility side. So we want to see where the focus is on the electric side. So if there's anything in on the common areas here, we can change out our light bulbs, the LED, and also into the units, change on the LED. For heating wise, we're going to look at simple things. We may look at water heaters. Uh, you know, if we can go in there to the water heaters, insulate the piping, that can cut down really some of the heating going out. If we want to look at the attic space, if the attic space is not insulated or there's not proper insulation, a simple thing as that can go in there and actually cut down your utility spend from that just by providing insulation. On a big end, some things that aren't big money makers that you can't see on, on the front end, but if you're going to go in there, you're going to start really updating on your heating and, and your AC, you may want to look at your windows. If your windows are sing single pane windows, don't have the R value left, and now they're 30 years old, you may want to replace the windows. It's a big cost up front, but those are those costs when you go to sell on the back end three, five, seven years down the road, the new buyer is going to hit you for almost double for what you could just change those windows out. So you always want to look at that as well. What's that cost that you're going to put in? You're not going to see that to your bottom line, but it's going to save you from the tenants opening and closing windows all day long and that they're going to use that as their thermostat. So we're always going to look at there. Another thing that we're always going to look at when we come in there and throughout our whole period is our contracts. Lots of times we get a contract with a certain company, say it's Pest or others, landscaping, and we just get comfortable with them, right? So we just say, okay, great. They'll renew every year and every year, and they may have their three, five, seven percent increase that's written into their contract, and we're not reading through the language. Well, that adds up, and we may find that we're actually outpricing the market now because we haven't really paid attention to what we're paying. So when we go in there, now we're paying 25% premium compared to another service where we could come in there and get another landscaping company. It doesn't sound like a ton of money, but if you start adding all these costs up to your bottom line, well, you're losing a ton of money back and we're going on cap value. So really that's a ton of money that's being lost on the back end. And right now where it's a premium that we need to be paying attention for all of our little costs right now, now is the time to get into your numbers and make sure that there's not things running wild. We actually caught our water bill had a couple months overrun where we were tracking it and we realized there was an overrun coming out from there. So we went back and disputed it with the water company and ended up getting like a $2,500 credit back on the state. So you always want to be paying attention with the bills. Nothing's perfect out there. You know, the utility companies are trying their hardest on mass volume too, but you have to be changing across your bills because all these little pennies start adding up some big dollars. I'm really curious. So you're tracking it on Excel, I guess. And then, so how did you realize that they made a mistake? You know, we actually came down and we've been getting the bills as the bills are tracking back there. And we were just looking at our usage, where our usage should be per unit. We should be roughly 52 to $54. And we were at high points about over $80 per unit, right? So per year, based on that, this one does bi-monthly. So looking at this, we said, well, we either have a major issue out there on the units. We did a water walk or there's something wrong with the building. So we went back out there, resubmitted over to the, to the utility comps and basically to them do a reanalysis on it and found that there was a credit too. Nice. And are you targeting when you're underwriting a property, a certain percentage per unit that you're trying to save or you know, how you're evaluating the properties based on the controllable expenses? So in terms of, you know, like we try and break this down to a per unit. One of the biggest numbers we get to here is that of course, 
your tax insurance, you're going to have a hard line fighting that back, right? So if the tax is going to be what it is, insurance, maybe you can do some portfolio diversifications to get a discount on that point. Or, you know, there might be some savings up front if the other owner really hadn't sourced it out. But we want to see where is this going to be from a stabilized component? Because they could be two ways. Either the owner is way understating what they're spending and they just don't realize it on their expenses. Maybe they're doing their own admin or doing their own taxes. You know, maybe they're doing their own property management. They're not paying attention because they have their own cousin doing repairs and maintenance or they're paying way too much across the board, right? So maybe they have, you know, three maintenance people on a site that really can get away with one and a half, two. Maybe on that point, their utilities are a major disservice right there. Or they have some extra things written in that really shouldn't be accounted. We can eliminate from the property altogether. So we're going to break this back, work with third-party management to say, okay, this property allocated out, we should be operating, you know, at $3,700 a door, $4,200 a door. And if they're at $4,500 a door, $4,800 a door on current, then we know we have some meat in the bone where we can fine tune the operations out there. It's not going to be day one, but over the course of the first six, nine, 12 months, we can work this back and get this from a price point where we can start now cutting back to run this property efficiently. And what that does is it hedges us where we can create more value without having to go in there day one and say, we are raising the rents. We can go in there and make this a better place to live, show tenants we're there to work with them, show tenants we want this to be a better community for them, make this better from the outside in. And then now as we start to improve the property, we can start now increasing the rent as we need to. I love it. I love it. Now, any other creative ways you're able to save expenses without compromising the property that we haven't discussed? So creative ways, compromising property. We talked on windows, we talked on toilets, we talked on insulation, we talked on, there's green strategies that you can work in on your loan right there. We can start getting some discounts through there. So I'd always look at that point. Even things like shading of trees, putting in trees that can create shading on the property. Because sometimes in, in hotter climates, a lot of it is coming down at the trees themselves provide that hedge where you're not getting hit all day with the sunlight and that's not running up your utility bills. You don't have the right insulation. That would be my main ones coming across. What else would we put in there? Contracts, of course, from that, without going into the rent side, we'll always look where we can bring on other contracts from the income side, you know, like if we're putting on laundry contracts or cable contracts. The other way, which I haven't had, that if I do, is deregulation and regulation on utilities. There is utility arbitrage out there. So we're in, in a regulated state, you know, in most of our places. So if I was in like a Pennsylvania where it was deregulated, I think it is, then I can go out there to a utility broker and work on buying cheaper utilities across the board instead of coming back. I haven't been able to utilize that strategy, but I would definitely do that. And I've looked a couple times if I could go in there because then I could buy a bulk package and get that across. And then other things are like simple things like garbage, right? You look at your garbage. Generally, do you need three pickups a week? Could you cut this down to two? You know, like, so you want to look at certain things right here just based on performance. Is this necessary to make this property perform the way it can? Or am I just adding on a separate day because that's just what they were doing before? I love how you really analyze every single expense item. It's so important. Let me pass it over to Kyle to wrap this up. Yep. Jason, we ask every guest this final question. What is your asset management superpower? Asset management superpower? Persistency. That would definitely be it, right? So I think you have to keep moving along and you have to keep tracking it. I use a simple thing as Asana. Just keep alerts on there because things can get, apartment buildings, they're not, we're not turning a car at mass speed. You know, we're turning a massive ship. 
So it takes a while for it to come around. So some of these things that you implement today, you're not going to see them for three, six, nine months. You just want to make sure the ball is completely rolling because just like the water bill, if people aren't paying attention to their water and, you know, 30, 60, 90 days out, they figure their water bills run wild. Well, now that, you know, it's going to take them another month, two months, three months to fix that. That's basically six months of really a, a lot of extra expenses just because they haven't been tracking it as well. So you just need to keep consistent on it and really just be persistent. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jason, thanks for coming on the show and talking to us about controlling expenses. Today, I learned a few things. Utilities is really an area where you can definitely save on, even if they are controlling their utilities just by adding in low flow toilets, you know, better lighting and things like that and windows. Always check your contracts and always renegotiate them on a yearly basis. And then tracking trends is, is basically what it comes down to and keeping your eye on the ball. So if you can tell listeners a little bit more about where they can find you. Sure. Yeah. You can find us at uh, Jason and Peely Project. My wife and I do a podcast each day. We have a live show now. We're running Monday through Friday, second cup of coffee with Jason and Peely. And check us out any of there, any of the social platforms as well. All right. And to all of our listeners out there, thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.